proud of myself and people are so proud of themselves as well. So if we people collect, you know, as a group and support each other, then they'll have the guts to come out and to celebrate, you know, not to scared of the society and, you know, they, they can be they who you are, who they are actually. That was Keshav, who Nikhil and I met at Chennai's Pride Parade in June last month. Keshav identifies as gay and this is not his first Pride. Mumbai, Bangalore, then Pune, then Nagpur, and so far this city is by the way. Keshav's a strong believer in publicly advocating for LGBTQ rights and in fighting discrimination. Obviously I was a femme guy in the, when I was a child, so it doesn't matter. I was faced a lot of discrimination when I was, I was as a child, as in, uh, a teenager, as an adult right now as well. So it's still facing, but it's not going to end. So we met a lot of people like Keshav with their incredibly interesting stories at Pride last month. And the parade was this great chance for Nikhil and me to get to speak to this whole host of people from the community, including allies and supporters. Yeah, so like, it feels very like momentous to be here. <laughs> we went with Rasika. She's my younger sister. She's 21 years old and she's a chef who recently graduated from Manipal's Welcome Group School of Hotel Management. The first one I went to was in uh, San Francisco. There's a lot of differences because of the way people think over there, the mindset over there. So, I mean, it's like bigger over there. They have a lot of like floats and a lot more people are involved and they have like you know, different sections of the parade where they focus on like different parts of the community. I'm so happy! <laughs> so, Nikhil, as a follow-up to last week's parade and the culmination of Pride Month, you and I decided to bring Rasika to the studio and talk to her about, you know, how she navigates her world or worlds and what it means to live in urban India as a lesbian. Hi everyone, welcome to Creating Life. I'm Nikhil Venkatesa. And I'm Sindhuri Nandakumar. So, Rasika, hi and welcome to the show. Hi, Rasika. Hey guys, it's lovely to be on the show. Thank you. Thanks a lot for agreeing to come on. And, you know, I have a confession of sorts to make, which is that when we started planning this episode and thinking about bringing you on board, this really like weird overprotective side of me kicked in, which is strange because I was concerned about backlash that you might receive from maybe fa members of your extended family who didn't know you had come out or even strangers if, if they do listen to the podcast. But I felt guilty about it immediately because I still hold on to the hope that we can live in a world where we are unabashed and unapologetic about who we are. But I'm curious to know, did you ever think of any potential backlash that might come from speaking so openly about your experiences? Yeah, I mean, I did definitely think about that because like, I've never been on a platform uh, where I was so open about it. I mean, obviously, I tell people that I'm gay and I'm pretty confident about that. But, mm -hmm. you know, actually being on a show or a podcast or, you know, like something recording me actually talking about it, it actually made me feel nervous at first. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm at a point in life where I'm pretty confident about myself and 
like I'm very op- open about my sexuality right now and it's because of you know the people around me who have really supported me and I think that plays a very important role uh, as to how confident I am right now so mm-hmm. I just I just have a no care attitude right now like even if someone you know does throw some hate at me like let it come at me like I don't it doesn't phase me and it's not going to affect me in the future mm-hmm. that's pretty surprising to hear because when I asked you to come on the show you your immediate reaction was yeah I'll do it like I'm So I didn't know that you so were nervous. You didn't nervous. show the nervousness as when you you were asked. Yeah, at the back of my mind it was there like yeah. well, like if my mom hears it mm. like I I mean I've told her about it and I've you know I've talked to her about it but you know if she listens to this and I don't know what her reaction would be. Uh. I actually don't know what she's going to say. I don't know if she'll even bring it up. Mm. But that's how she is, you know, she's someone who's she doesn't talk about stuff like this maybe she's in denial but yeah it's it was in the back of my mind but i'm just like you know f it <laughs> that's you know awesome. yeah yeah and uh sindhu you were feeling overly protective i feel like that's a feeling that i should have i know i'm just like <laughs> sobbing for you right now cuz you didn't express any cuz he doesn't feel that yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> because i you know i mentioned it to someone who also knows you and they were like okay are you like forcing her into this i was like no she is here by her own will yeah. and consent come on so. yeah Yeah. Do I know this person too? Yes. Okay. We we'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> I've always like been interested in, you know, social justice and that that type of thing, but when uh when my cousin came out, it was uh very different because it's personal. Like it kind of shook me initially because I didn't know how to, uh, you know, uh re- react to it. Like yeah. Uh I wouldn't say I was even very accepting. Like initially I was just like my my he's pretty close cousin also like so uh it was just like my world was shook kind of thing and he's still like he he hasn't depended on me and i i i feel like that should i want that to change like maybe going forward this year because like we don't talk about relationships like who's dating and uh i think when it comes down to that that's when it gets really personal like when you know like at the pride we met bharat who was there to support his cousin who had recently come out to him bharat is the only family member he has confided in and meanwhile his family members are busy looking for a bride for him Rasi I remember the time when you came out to me like 5 years ago now Yeah yeah and you remember it much better than I do Oh yeah definitely you're the first family member I told uh maybe I think I told Shreya before you Shreya's our cousin Okay so Shreya wins this one <laughs> this round in Nikhil No because she's she's uh, my age she's ah. like 2 months younger than me and we used to be like we still are we're pretty close mm-hmm. and she lives in the us maybe after she finds out that rasi was on the podcast she listen start listening to it now please share <laughs> listen to us <laughs> no but yeah she was brought up in the us so obviously when you're brought up in an environment like that you just have the tendency to be more open minded so mm-hmm. i felt like i could confide in her and like when i told her it was in 2013 when i told her actually when um we were celebrating my granddad's 80th birthday mm-hmm. uh, i told her and she was at that time i actually represented as bi mm. because i fully didn't know my sexuality at that age uh, so i told her and she was very very supportive very supportive and after that 2014 i felt like i had to tell my brother and mm. you know i felt like he would be supportive at that time we weren't that close okay and uh, it was actually over a phone call mm. and we were just talking about something and then at that time he had a girlfriend and he told me that she was bi mm. and i was like Oh, that's cool. I think I'm by too. Like uh. on the phone call and he was like, "Oh, okay. That's 
that's fine but how do you know that you are and so i told him you know i just i find a woman attractive and mm-hmm. i don't know how to explain it but it's just this feeling that comes over me when i see an attractive woman and mm-hmm. yeah it starts out that way so yeah so what was the time span between you kind of realizing it yourself for the first time to when you told shreya and uh, nikhil uh this is pretty funny but uh it was when i was in wales i think 2013 2014 that's a school yeah uh, my the? old okay. school wales huh. billabong okay um and it was pretty random and at that time uh i didn't i thought it was you know straight i thought it was it was normal i thought you know i didn't have these feelings towards women and then i started you know using social media a lot more mm. when i started growing up and i was on twitter a lot at that time and so as a christina aguilera fan yeah oh, let's right. not talk okay. about that <laughs> so a lot of you know people on twitter there's like a huge gay culture on twitter and everyone's so open they're talking about it and i was like whoa i'm just introduced into this whole new world of mm-hmm. you know people and like i didn't see that in india i no one no one talked about homosexuality no one talked about being gay and then when i was on twitter it was like this whole new universe that was mm-hmm. happening to me and i was like wow this is really cool and i didn't feel any hatred towards it i didn't feel th- uh, like it was weird i didn't feel like oh this is wrong mm-hmm. i felt like it was normal and i think that was the a uh, most initial factor that really affected me think it was normal mm-hmm. and then uh, at school um hopefully my friend doesn't listen to this but she knows already but mm-hmm. i kind of had uh, uh feelings for my best friend at that time okay. like for, s- for some random reason i like i can't even believe that happened uh right now but i found her attractive and i don't know i th- i guess that's the first um first instance where i thought maybe maybe uh, i am right. you know maybe i can lean towards that way and yeah and i actually told her about it mm-hmm. and she was so supportive she was like i know you don't like me that way but i know where you're coming from and mm. i know that like it's uh, it's a big deal for you to tell me this mm. actually and yeah she completely got it so that's awesome that's a good story எங்க வீட்டில் எல்லாமே ஒத்துக்கிட்டாங்க சந்தோஷமாக இருக்கேன் இப்போ ஒரு சின்ன எக்ஸாம்பிள் தான் ஒரு பலூனில் காற்றை கொஞ்சம் தான் அடைக்க முடியும் இப்போ என்னை வெளியே விடலன்னா நான் சுதந்திரமாக வெளியே வந்திருப்பேன் என்னோட ரெக்கையை விரிசி நான் பறந்துருப்பேன் ஸோ வீட்டோட நான் பறக்கிறது வந்து ஒரு சேஃப்டியாக பறக்கிறேன் அது எனக்கு பிடிச்சிருக்கு தட் வாஸ் அக்னிஷா ஹூ டாக்ஸ் அபவுட் ஹவு திஸ் இஸ் அ ஃபர்ஸ்ட் பரேட் அண்ட் ஹவு ஷி கேம் அவுட் அவர் ஃபேமிலி ரீசன்ட்லி அண்ட் தேவ் அக்செப்டட் ஹோ ஷி யூஸ் திஸ் வெரி இன்ட்ரெஸ்டிங் மேட்டர் ஃபர் அபவுட் ஹவ் யூ கேன் ஓன்லி ட்ராப் சோ மச் ஏர் இன் அ பலூன் and even if she hadn't been accepted she would have spread her wings and flown so rasi i'm curious to know after nikhil and your cousin how did you bring it up with your parents so i didn't tell my parents for a really long time and i wasn't even confident about myself and i always thought for a period of time i always thought maybe this will change maybe this is just a phase and i will be back to normal again mm-hmm. and Yeah so I was waiting for that phase to die out so that I didn't have to confront anyone about it but it didn't it just just kept getting more intense as I grew up mm-hmm. and I kept experiencing new things and it just it just yeah I just I just couldn't keep it in anymore so I always knew that my dad was uh, open about things mm-hmm. about 
uh, a lot of things and my mom is like the complete opposite as you know so i came out to my dad 2015 december okay and i actually wrote him an email like a pretty long email as to my sexuality and why i am this way because uh, parents like especially indian parents they don't know where it comes from they don't know how it happens they don't yeah. know why it happens mm-hmm. so i kind of try to cover all of that in that email and i that's a lot of work for you right it's a lot of yeah. stuff for one email and just so complex all each of those things on its own is like complex yeah mm-hmm. yeah and uh, yeah i i didn't know how he was going to take it like i knew he was open but at the same time when it comes to your own daughter being gay or being lesbian it's like it's like you know it's like you don't even know your daughter right cuz mm. i feel like uh, someone's sexuality is one of the most biggest components in someone's life like how people uh, react around you yeah. your sexuality plays a very important role in that so i wrote him a, a an email and he saw it and he uh, came and gave me a hug at 5 in the morning and i remember talking to my brother like the previous night before i was going to send the email i was like is this the right thing to do mm-hmm. and he's like just do it rasi like he's yeah. going to accept it he's going to support you and that's the confirmation i needed so mm-hmm. and I as think, usual i don't have no memory of, of this course. moment <laughs> yeah these are like pretty big moments in my life so like, i'm obviously going to remember milestones <laughs> right yeah but i you know it's awesome because i know a lot of like my own family members i've you know heard them say a few things that are not very favorable towards the idea of homosexuality and i wonder if i you know one day came out and said hey i'm bisexual or lesbian like right now their biggest worry is that i will marry outside the caste so <laughs> it's not even that i am you know that is just 500 steps beyond what they're thinking about right mm. now but your dad's reaction is is really like cool and yeah. props to him for being you know the way he is about yeah. it Yeah. But what about mom? Uh, mom. I think mom will accept it in the future. Have you ever spoken with her about it th- in the same way? Yeah, quite a few times. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, maybe not in the same way. I didn't write her a letter and I'm still scared to do so. Mm-hmm. We tried explaining it to her and she she just doesn't get it at this point. Mm-hmm. But uh Anna said that, you know, maybe in the future if I'm serious about a girl and I bring her home and you know amma gets used to her and yeah. maybe at that time she will accept it so. yeah and i just want to kind of like jump in and share something that i've been thinking about which is that i always assumed that our parents had to be okay with every walk in progressive thing we do but yeah. i'm i don't know if it's age but i am able to relate to them a lot better or relate to their inability to wrap their head around things mm. without necessarily agreeing with it like there's that happy middle ground that mm. i've reached with my mom on a number of yeah topics and and another thing is like i was telling nikhil about this earlier i read this article from last year in village voice this publication where a, a lesbian woman writer covered the story of the murder of a transgender man from like 20 30 years ago brandon tina and she wrote an apology last year saying i messed up that reportage so badly because i just reduced him to these stereotypes one like she referred to him as a she Okay. And basically calling out the ways in which society at that time wasn't ready to like evolve with the transgender community mm-hmm. and be aware of like you know respect them and call them what they wanted to be called. Yeah. And just 20 years forward we've changed, right? The same people are thinking about these things in a different way. And I I'm kind of hopeful about that for, you know, our parents generation and I hope that like Nikhil said when you do bring someone home 
she'll probably be able to see things yeah. differently. Uh, that's my hope. <laughs> All right, so Rasi, we're going to take a break from uh, the heavy questions for a bit, but I'm curious. You've lived in Chennai, Manipal, you've been in Sydney for a bit and SF. So how different is the dating culture in each of those cities? <laughs> uh, very different. Very different because uh, I mean places abroad people are just more open and it's more accepted there. And over here even if you like so I use Tinder hmm. pretty open about that and uh, I've used Tinder in both places and over here even if you match with a girl and you know you start up a conversation it's like I feel like they're just so closeted that they don't want, they don't want to meet they don't want to you know talk more they don't they they live in you know uh some kind of uh regret fear? I would say ah. fear and regret and they just i mean they're on tinder they're matching with people but they don't want to move forward they don't want to you know be open about they don't want to be seen with mm. someone out in the open and yeah it's just that uh because of society uh even people my age they don't feel the need to be more open about it mm. and which is pretty sad because if you're not going to be open about it then you're not being yourself right yeah so yeah so when i was staying abroad like i had like uh, 10 times more matches yeah, yeah. <laughs> over there and it was easier to and find... matches that you know you could actually meet the yeah, person yeah mm-hmm. meet the person they want robots half of the stuff on tinder robots yeah. here and fake accounts and yeah it's just and it's just harder here it's just harder to meet people here especially people in the gay community it's very hard like i was so surprised at pride this year yeah. seeing so many people come together from the community like it was it made me so happy because i didn't know these people existed in chennai mm. yeah so i'm curious to know like has the fact that chennai is a difficult place to date ever prompted you to think about leaving the city like has it been a big enough issue that you would say like maybe i should move to the us and where you know i can express myself more freely and also meet potential you know dates and partners yeah yeah definitely like even now um i do want to uh, live a life like outside india for now because i can't le- uh, lead a gay uh, lifestyle here like i definitely can't live alone here live with my partner if i have one here go out with them hold hands with them maybe kiss them in public i can't do that here or anywhere in india not even mumbai bangalore like it's still not like people are still not that open minded about it and the last thing i want is to put myself into harm's way because i'm just being myself and um like i love india i love chennai like chennai is my home but if it doesn't want to accept me right now why should i be here right that's a good question yeah um so You know, we all have these people in our social circles who are like low-key racist or homophobic. Some of it is joke a joke because they think they're being funny, but sometimes it's way more spiteful and malicious. So, have you ever received any um discrimination or hatred for your orientation and if so, how did you deal with it? Um I I've actually been really lucky. Um I've actually not gotten a lot of hatred mm. i've been surrounded by pretty great people like whoever i've come out to they've been accepting and but at the same time i'm on i'm also a bit 
scared and nervous like if i meet someone new and they ask me do you have a boyfriend i'm like i feel kind of uncomfortable telling them that i'm lesbian or that i'm into girls uh, because i'm scared of how they'd react so how do you respond if for instance a family friend you met today asked you that questions what would, what would you say i would say that i'm not into boys okay yeah i would say that mm-hmm. or if they say do you have a boyfriend i I think I would resort to no I don't have a boyfriend because like, it's true it's not a lie. <laughs> yeah, it's not a lie exactly. So if they ask me about my sexuality then for sure I'd definitely definitely be open about it because they know there's something else uh, other than being straight. Mm. That's mm. why they're asking me that, right? So yeah, it depends on the kind of person like you immediately get to know someone's vibe when you meet them. Yeah. So if I get the vibe that they're open-minded about that then I'm definitely going to be open about it myself but if I see that they're you know conservative or you know have uh, don't really accept or are homophobic then I'm not going to tell them yeah biggest obstacle is we still don't have equality we want marriage rights we also want rights to property right a living will so that we can have our partner's name on it adoption is one of the biggest things there's so many orphans why can't gay people adopt and give them a nice family and a home so uh, rasi as a member of the lesbian community have you ever felt like you've needed support of some sort if so like what support is that and where did you get it from i realized my sexuality at a point of time where things actually weren't great in our family and like it was pretty rough mm. uh, so i really couldn't talk to anyone about it at that time so there was this phase where i was pretty sad i was pretty upset about about life about myself and i had a lot of questions mm-hmm. like why do i feel this way why am i like this and i'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate to that it doesn't just have to do with uh, being gay or yeah, you know a sure. lot of people can relate to it in different ways social media has actually helped a lot mm-hmm. at that time like i could be myself on social media and have these people that i've never even met be accepting about me mm-hmm. and at that time it was pretty comforting because people around me didn't understand me that's what i felt that time mm-hmm. social media does play a positive role uh, for the gay community mm-hmm. because when you have no one else to turn to you can always turn to the internet and there's always people there who are accepting so what's the 2019 uh, community where does it live on the internet for you uh for me uh i'm i you know actually i wish i was more involved in the community but mm. i feel like i'm not uh i don't uh, write about it anywhere i don't talk about it anywhere and i feel like that should change because i should be more open about it and uh be more involved in the community but like right now what can i say instagram mm-hmm. would be a platform yeah and yeah i'm pretty open on instagram about it like i've been promoting pride and mm. letting everyone know telling everyone to come and yeah <laughs> so we were just having this conversation before the recording about one of the things i was thinking about was like what responsibility we each of us has in in a cause right so for example if i'm someone who says i'm pro lgbtq rights but i don't do anything about it i don't go to any events i don't uh, uh interact with any of um, any lgbtq people i don't have any lgbtq friends mm. does that mean that uh my beliefs you know does that mean that i'm just um i'm not actually i'm not actually for that cause uh yeah i've had this conversation with a couple of friends as well 
I don't think uh, that has to do with anything. I mean, some people are uh, more open about it and talk about it more. But if you're not like that, then why why do you have to get blamed for that? Like, um, I have a friend who's gay and he uh, he's very gay and he has a boyfriend and uh, he's just living life and he supports the community, but... Uh, uh, he's been uh, like a lot of people asked him why haven't you you know done something about it why haven't you donated to this organization why haven't you you know gone and talked to uh, people who are in need for support and stuff and his reaction was like you do you and I do me that's mm-hmm. all it is like if I want to be involved then I will I will be involved but like it's up to you how you want to you know um, portray that love for the community and for him, just being himself, being with his boyfriend, he feels like he's helping out the community and he feels like, you know, just being part of the community, like he's grateful about it. And I do agree with him. I mean, you don't have to, you know, promote stuff just to prove that you're part of something. Mm. You, If you believe it, it's enough as itself. So my thing is not a choice. So I'm gay and I'm, I'm proud of it. So I never made a choice and no one people actually forced me into it. So I'm, I'm just happy with it, that's it. That was Keshav, who you heard at the beginning of the episode. And today you've also heard the voices of Rasika, John, Ada, Agnisha, Jaya, Vivek, Chandrasekhar. The list goes on. Creating Life is produced by me, Sinduri Nandakumar, along with Nikhil Venkatesa. We record our episodes at Aura Studios Chennai, our associate producers, C. Greenan, and recording engineer, Siddharth Das. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Creating Life. We have a small announcement to make. We're taking a short break, but who am I kidding? I'm probably going to be working on new episodes for the next season. Well, I'll be working with you on them. (laughs) But if there are topics that you would like to hear discussed, or if you think you have this interesting story that would really fit here, please write to us at creatinglifepodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's creatinglifepodcast at gmail.com. And thank you, as always, for listening to us. It's been a really great run so far, and we're really excited to do more.